Good morning, everybody. Uh, my name's Adam. I'm the lead communicator here at Downtown Harbor Church. Um, first of all, I have a, something exciting to say, which is really cool. So a couple of weeks ago, we talked about volunteering at DHC, and we had a number of people sign up to volunteer. That was a really cool moment. And we've just been having volunteering conversations with people. And so I was talking to somebody yesterday, and so I just have a big announcement to make that next week we have a new person doing the announcements. Thank you, God. Because are they not the most brutal thing at this church? I mean, they're really just brutal. I if you're new here, I apologize about the announcements. Gosh, they're bad. Anyway, we are smack dab in the middle of Dysfunction 101, where we have been taking three weeks and we've been looking at the life of Joseph from the Old Testament. If you're trying to put kind of into context who that person is, if you've ever seen the play Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, that is the guy that we're talking about. This guy, Joseph, had an extremely dysfunctional life, and it all necessarily wasn't even related to him, but his life was extremely dysfunctional. So Joseph, this guy, let me tell you about what we talked about last week, because it's important to get caught up and to understand the context for this. So last week we talked about Joseph's family. Joseph's father, Jacob, was a guy, for whatever reason, he loved Joseph the best of all his children. The scripture says that he did love Joseph the best because he had him in his older years, at an old age. So he loved Joseph the best versus all of his other kids. That's already bad news, okay? And so then he gave Joseph a beautiful flowing gift, a coat, much like you've probably seen if you've seen the play or Cosmo Kramer on Seinfeld with the cane walking. You probably have seen that too. So he gave him this beautiful coat. And because he did this, his brothers started to despise Joseph. So what did they do over the course of time? Because Joseph was also a dreamer. He could interpret dreams and he could see into the future. What did his brothers decide to do? They didn't like Joseph very much. So they decided to plot his murder. They tried to kill him. But in the middle of trying to kill him, they said, well, we really don't need any blood on our hands. Why don't we just throw him down a well? Let's do that instead. Let's throw him down a well so he starves to death and dies of thirst deprivation. Let's just do that instead. But they got another idea. They were like, well, we really don't even have to do that. We could sell him into slavery, and that could be even better. We could make a buck while we're doing it. So Joseph's brothers, because of all the dysfunction related to his family, actually sold Joseph off into slavery, and he was going to go to Egypt. The worst possible life that you could have, being owned by another person and physically abused, was about to be Joseph's life. That is where we are today. Let me pick up the story. And I don't know about you, but if that were me, I would probably, at that point in time, have wanted to give up. See, because we're good at giving up on things all the time, aren't we? We quit a lot of stuff, whether it's a diet, or it's a relationship, or it's sports, or it's your job, or whatever that is. You just tend to give up a lot. One of my favorite lines in the history of modern television, not to reference it again, but you know this about me if you've been here for any length of time, and if you don't, my favorite show of all time is Seinfeld. George Costanza, one of the greatest characters in the history of American television, said, he goes, you know what, Jerry? I'm a great quitter. It's one of the great things I do well. I come from a long line of quitters. My grandfather was a quitter. My father was a quitter. I was destined to give up. And the truth is, a lot of us, if we were to be real, we give up on things. And I, in this situation, if I were Joseph, I probably would have wanted to straight give up. That's how bad that it was. But the story 
picks up, and it picks up. If you have a scripture today, you can open it to Genesis chapter 39, or if you want to look on your phone, you're welcome to do that. If you don't, no worries. We have it all up on the screen so everybody can follow along. In Genesis 39, when Joseph was taken to Egypt by the Ishmaelite traders, he was purchased by Potiphar. It's important to remember that name. He's going to be a really important character in today's story. Potiphar, an Egyptian officer. Potiphar was captain of the guard for Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. Potiphar had a really important job. He was basically like the head of the secret service for this guy, right? This big, powerful king of the time, Potiphar, was the captain of his guard. Potiphar had a really important job, and Joseph was going to be a slave under Potiphar's command. Now, I can only think about getting to where Joseph got to in Egypt. So I'm going to put up a map, and I want to kind of show you this because it's important to understand. Like, here is where Joseph was around here. Let's call it the Jerusalem area in Israel. Let's just call it there because we don't know the exact specific location. But we do know he was taken to Cairo in Egypt. I went on Google because everything you need to know in life is on Google, right? And I found out that it was 461 miles from Jerusalem to Cairo. Now, the journey alone should have probably taken this guy out. Delta's not running five a day from Jerusalem to Cairo 5,000 years ago, right? It's just not happening. This journey was treacherous. It was long. It wasn't like it would be today, getting from city to city. It was really difficult. And Joseph finally made it there under the command of Potiphar. And here's what I want you to know about what the scripture says. It said it before about Joseph. It said the Lord was with Joseph. So he succeeded in everything he did as he served in the home of his Egyptian master. God never left Joseph's side. Even though he was so down and so out, God never gave up on him. God never just let him go. The Lord was with Joseph. Potiphar noticed this. The master took note and realized the Lord was with Joseph, giving him success in everything he did. This pleased Potiphar, so he soon made Joseph, look at this, his personal attendant. He put him in charge of his entire household and everything he owned. Oh, old boy's moving up again. He's not back to where he was, but he's still a slave, but the Lord was with him, so Potiphar put him in charge of everything that he owned. He's not back to where he was, but don't miss this. It's better. It's better than where he originally started. Potiphar moved him up the chain of command. And here's what I want you to know about our life. Because even though we might not have a murder attempt on us and we might not be sold into slavery, more than likely something in your life is going to go awry. And it probably is going to go awry pretty soon. And here's what I want you to know. When God promises that he is with you, just like he did Joseph, in those moments, you need to remember he is with you. Because so often during those moments when things are bad and we are down and we are out and we don't feel like we can go on anymore, we tend to give up. We tend to want to throw in the towel. We tend to think that God has even abandoned us because we're so down on our luck. We're so out. This is not how it's supposed to go for me. And I just want to tell you this. You need to remember that God is with you just like Joseph did and he didn't throw in the towel. And you know how I know that this is true 
Because Jesus, who lived thousands of years later, and we believe was the only human form of God to ever walk the face of the earth, before he went back to heaven and left this earth, which is so big and miraculous to even understand, and we don't have all the details about that, but that's what he did. He said this to us. This is what he said to all of us as he left. He said in Matthew chapter 28, verse 20, teach these new disciples, us, people who follow, to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, don't miss this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So when things get rough in our life, I would encourage you to respond somewhat like this guy did, who kept going, who had perseverance, who put one foot in front of the other, because it wasn't over for him. Even at the darkest hour of his life, the most amazingly dark moment where your family tries to kill you and sells you off into slavery and you become a slave, it still was not over for Joseph. He persevered. He moved on. Now me, I would tell you how I probably would respond or at least would have at one point in my life. Maybe you can relate to this a little bit. I would probably would have been depressed. I don't necessarily mean clinical depression because there are people who struggle with that and that's a real thing and it might get there, but I probably would have been depressed. My family turned their back on me. They sold me for a few bucks. I mean nothing to them. I probably would have had a lot of those thoughts that go through my mind, that would have gone through my mind. I probably would have questioned God. I probably would have said, why is this happening to me? I thought you were with me. You told me you were, I thought you were with me. Why is all of this happening? And at the end of the day, when it was this bad, I probably would have given up hope. I probably would have had very little hope left in my spirit to move forward. But why this is so important for us to understand was because this is so dysfunctional. And see, you think you're dysfunctional, right? You think your family's dysfunctional? You ain't seen nothing yet because this just gets worse and worse and worse for Joseph. In Genesis 39, Joseph was a very handsome and well-built young man, much like myself. <laughs> what did he say about the shirt? Like, right? I mean, I kind of like this shirt, but that's just me. I mean, thank I appreciate it. Some people are nodding. It's okay. Here's the deal. Joseph was a ha very handsome and well-built young man, and Potiphar's wife soon began to look at him lustfully. Come and sleep with me, she demanded. A lot of times at DHC, like we try to craft things that we say and try to, we're very specific. You could put it into practice on Monday. I'm just going to give you a nickel's worth of free advice based on something that we might know and might be able to say, something you might be able to take home with you. Don't sleep with your boss's wife. That's, that is all kinds of a bad idea. Like that's just not a, that's not a good thing. I've never seen that go well for someone. Like I've never, no one has done that and then left and gone, man, that was a great decision. Like I have a career ahead of me and like I'm, on, I'm putting one foot in front. Don't do that. That's just all kinds of bad. Okay, moving on. But Joseph refused. He said, look, he told her, my master trusts me with everything in his entire household. No one here has more authority than I do. Old boy's moving up. He's doing well. He has held back nothing from me except what? You, Potiphar's wife. You, because you are his wife. 
How could I do such a wicked thing? It would be a great sin against God. Joseph is trying to get out of this situation. He's saying, nope, I can't do this. Do you know what will happen if this happens? Do you know what the consequences are for me? It's a sin against you. It's a sin against God. And back in the day, they just didn't fire you. They lopped your head off. Like it was done, right? He would have been killed, wiped from existence. Do you have any idea what that means? Right? Okay. So this would be a sin against God. One day, however, no one else was around. When he went in to do his work, she, Potiphar's wife, came and grabbed him by his cloak, demanding, come on, sleep with me. Joseph tore himself away, but he left his cloak in her hand as he ran from the house. And then, big lie, fantastic lie by this woman. He came, this is her talking now, he came in, Joseph came into my room to rape me, but I screamed. When he heard me scream, he ran outside and got away, but he left his cloak behind with me. Ever been lied about? Ever been fabricated about? Somebody make up a story about you that wasn't true and you had to pay the consequences? I'll tell you something happened to many people that I know. It's happened to me. It happened to Joseph. But I think in the context of this story, I think in the context of understanding what she did to him, there are life lessons for us that we can just put out there and understand. Because knowing what I knew about the situation and I read and Potiphar coming after him, if I were Joseph, this is, and I'm not, but if I were playing devil's advocate, I would have looked around every corner. I would have left every door open. I would have not gone in if this woman was even on the property, knowing what she wanted to do and knowing what the consequences were. Here's the point. Every one of us has that kind of situation in our life in some way, something that you struggle with, a situation that could get ugly in your life. You have something. So based on this, I just want to give you one simple thing to think about. Don't put yourself in compromising situations. At all costs, avoid putting yourself in compromising situations. Now, Joseph tried. He really did that. But at the end of the day, it didn't work out for him, right? He didn't almost try hard enough. But you have something in your life, in your past, in your current future that you struggle with. And you know what we kind of do? We tend to draw a line. We tend to go, okay, here's the line, and this is wrong. This is sin, let's call it, okay? People ask me all the time, hey, is this wrong? Is this a sin? Does the scripture say that this is wrong? I don't answer. Here's what I say. I say, what you're trying to do is play with God. So you're trying to get as close to you can as that line without actually going over it. Here's what I'll tell you. Stay as far away from that line as you can. Stay as far away from that line as you can because that line is compromising to your present and to your future. So what does that mean? What are some specifics? It's people. There's people that you should not be around. Maybe you've had um, you know, a relationship that was inappropriate, or you are divorced and there's ugly between your, uh, your ex-spouse, right? And you're kind of, you, don't, don't go near them. Don't even put yourself close to that line. Don't do it because it gets ugly. And then people see you with that individual and gosh, the brush fire just begins, doesn't it? Compromising situations, substances. Listen, we say this all the time around here. 
There are things that are not wrong, but there are things that are wrong for certain people. If you struggle with alcoholism in your past, and let's just even say your coworkers might know about this, and sure enough, you guys are going out one night, and where are they going? The bar, right? It's not wrong to go to the bar, but if you relapse and fall into that again, that's wrong for you. So substances, don't even go close to that line. I'll tell you this too, if your coworker wants your job, especially if you're above he or she, trust me, it is, it happens that way. Substances, locations, be cautious. People will create lies about you. We talk about this all the time around here, that our goal is to what? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and you do that by loving your neighbor as yourself. It is all about love. We exist to love our neighbors as ourselves. That is what it is. But we're also not naive. We also just don't do that blindly. Even though we love our neighbors as ourselves, we don't want to just go and do that because we know people generally have an agenda. Everybody, I don't know if you know this, everybody is not on this love your neighbor as yourself journey. They're not. Everybody's not doing this with us. People, that's what they do, don't miss this. People, people falsify information to advance their own agenda. So what I would tell you is that Potiphar's wife in that story, she had an agenda. She wanted something done with him and she had a goal and that was what she was gonna do, her own agenda. And people in your life, that's why it's so important for us to stay away from that line and to make wise decisions so that people don't have the chance to falsify information to advance their own agenda, just like they did to Joseph. You ever been lied about? The saddest thing about me in my life when I've been lied about is that it's generally by people who claim to be a part of this Jesus movement. It's generally by people who are so self-righteous that they can't even contain what they have because they have to falsify something about me, you, this place. Love your neighbor as yourself, but understand this happens a lot. So be cautious, guard your heart. God does not want you to be in bad situations where you make unwise decisions. That's what happened to Joseph. Potiphar's wife claimed that he raped her. What happened to him? So he took Joseph and threw him into the prison where the king's prisoners were held, and there he remained. All because of one big lie. You think being a slave was bad? toss you in jail by yourself and see how that goes. But Joseph remembered something. Joseph remembered that God was with him. Joseph, even in this extremely dark situation, didn't give up. In your life, in your situation, there will be darkness. There will be times where someone says something about you that isn't true. There will be moments where you, don't miss this, are ready to give up, are ready to throw in the towel. Here's what I want you to know. Don't let things that aren't true ruin your life. So many of us who've dealt with this, who've been falsified, we allow these things to creep in and ruin 
who we are and our life. You are a unique creation. You have a life to live. God has created you to help change this world and our community and love your neighbor as yourself. Don't throw in the towel. Pick yourself up and start over again. Pick yourself up and start over again. It can happen. Don't think that your circumstance or your situation is so dark that you have to give up. And don't get me wrong, friends. There is darkness in this world. There is evil in this world. And you will enter a place from time to time where it's just straight up ugly. Someone might even lie about you. Someone might say something, accuse so strongly that it takes you out. Don't let things that aren't true ruin your life. Pick yourself up and start over again. Here's what I want you to remember. The Lord was with Joseph. That goes on. The Lord was with Joseph in the prison and showed him his faithful love. Don't, don't miss this. And the Lord made Joseph a favorite with the prison warden again. He rose because God promised to never leave him. Before long, the warden put Joseph in charge of all the other prisoners and over everything that happened in the prison. Here's Joseph, a guy, attempted murder, thrown down a well, sold into slavery, becomes a slave, rises to power in his master's house, false accusation by the master's wife. Now he's in prison, but the key phrase there is that God never left him, no matter how bad it was, and now he is in charge of all the other prisoners and everything that happened in the prison. Think about that situation. Think about that story. And think about your own life. Because your situation probably isn't that bad. And we've thrown in the towel over a lot less than this guy who kept going. But you know the one thing that he kept going, that kept him going, was this. He knew this, that when God promises he is with you, he remembered he is with you. And God, who has promised to never leave us, ever, Joseph remembered that. And he put one foot in front of the other, and he went. What's going on with you in your life right where you're at? Because I know that I have stuff going on. And the coolest thing is, is that my situation is unique to me and your situation is unique to you. But we're not, we're not different than this guy. His example to us is put one foot in front of the other, keep going, and remember, wherever you go, wherever you land, however bad it is, remember, God is always with you. Let me pray for us. Dear God, thank you for who you are. We always just stop and say thanks because that's so important to us to do. And, and Lord, I just, I'm so thankful for um, the story of Joseph and this, the, the stuff that he went through. I'm not thankful that he went through it, but I'm thankful that you never left him and that's your example to the rest of humanity. Help us to understand that. Help us to sift through that. Help us to figure that out today, we pray. Help us to apply that to our lives right where we're at, right here. Because every one of us is dealing with something in some way. Help us to not let things that aren't true tear us apart. And to pick ourselves up.
and get going again. I pray, God, that you would move through the hearts of the people in this room who are right where they need to be, and you know where they're at, that you would provide and be so that we could pick ourselves up and start going again. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.